Well, I'm just taking a moment to take it all in. This is exciting tonight. So good to be together. Welcome. Heasleys are here. We've got, we've got visitors from far and near. And uh, just welcome to our uh, evening service tonight. It's a special service, a baptism service, where six of our, seven of our precious ones are taking the step of faith to be baptized. We were having six and it's become seven. And uh, it might turn into eight yet. Uh, well, but what a witness that our young people can stand up for God in, a, in the time and play, place in which we are living. Uh, to make a stand for God is truly a significant thing. And uh, we are so joyful this afternoon that we can celebrate their decision together. And uh, it's all about him. It's all about the decision we make and the God we serve. We are brothers and sisters and we serve a great and glorious God. So um, I want to open tonight by reading from the Psalms as we, um, before we sing some songs together. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Know that the Lord He is God. It is He who made us. We are His. We are His people, the sheep of His pasture. Enter His gates with thanksgiving and His courts with praise. Give thanks to Him. Bless His name for the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever and His faithfulness to all generations. So uh, we're just so grateful. We've got kids from youth group here tonight and not all of them are often coming to church. It's just wonderful to be together that we can celebrate together, celebrate our Lord. So let's make a joyful noise noise together. Let's stand and sing. Uh, This is amazing grace. breaks the power of sin and darkness whose love is mighty and so much stronger the king of glory the king above all kings who shakes the whole earth with holy thunder who leaves us breathless in awe and wonder the king of glory the King above all kings. This is amazing grace. This is unfailing love. That you would take my place. That you would bear my cross. You would lay down your life. That I would be set free. Jesus, I sing for all that you've done for me. Who brings our chaos back into order? Who makes the orphan a son and daughter? The King of glory, the King above all kings. the nations with truth and justice shines like the sun in all of its brilliance the king of glory the king above all kings 
This is amazing grace. This is unfailing love. That you would take my place. That you would bear my cross. You would lay down your life. That I would be set free. Oh, Jesus, I sing for all that you've done for me. Worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain. Worthy is the King who conquered the grave. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain. Worthy is the King who conquers the grave. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain. Worthy is the King who conquers the grave. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain. Worthy, worthy, worthy. This is amazing grace. This is unfailing love. That you would take my place. That you would bear my cross. You would lay down your life. That I would be set free. Oh, Jesus, I sing for. All that you've done for me. Heavenly Father, we honour you this evening. We thank you so much for the price that was paid for our sake. And uh, Father, we are just so grateful that you would send your son to, be, uh, to take our place on the cross of Calvary. And so we honour you tonight. We thank you so much for the young people who have made the decision to follow Jesus in a public way, in their declaration of their life commitment to you and to your service and to your kingdom. And so we thank you tonight. We honour you. We rejoice in you. We thank you for loving us and for uh, being able to declare that we are children of the King. And so tonight we uh, give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Always very, very well practiced. I was sort of waiting for the welcoming. Um, I just noticed before when I was singing, I had this moment where I was like, I should have taken a longer nap this afternoon because the tears were already getting me. Um, but how good is it to be here celebrating uh, what it is Jesus showed us um, just a quick introduction to baptism. We were just doing some chatting this week and talking about how Jesus, Paul says he came to live the way. And he also showed us how to live that way. And one of those ways he showed us was through baptism. And it was such a beautiful thing to partake in, knowing that Jesus is leading us in it. And it's that um, in John, um, when he reads it out, he says, Then Jesus came to Galilee to the Jordan to be baptised by John. But John tried to deter him, saying, I need to be baptised by you, and do you come to me? Jesus replied, let it be um, so now, 
it is proper for us to do this to fulfill all righteousness, then John consented. Something that hit me when I read that um, just recently was he wasn't going to Galilee just because. He was going to be baptised. He knew what he was going there for. Um, And then his response is just beautiful. It's proper um, for us to do this to fulfil all righteousness. And that declaration of our faith is just so beautiful, that lying your life down and coming up fresh in Christ. So really exciting to be here and um, celebrating that today. And as I was sort of pondering (laughs) baptism over the last little bit, (laughs) um, the tune popped into my head actually this afternoon. You're probably all familiar with it. Um, He came from heaven to earth to show the way, from the earth to the cross my debt to pay, from the cross to the grave, from the grave to the sky, Lord, I lift your name on high. And um, the part that really struck me from that was, again, he came from heaven and earth, uh, to earth to show the way. He just came and lived it. It's just so beautiful to think about. So humble, and it's awesome to be humbling ourselves tonight um, with, with what we're doing. So I would just like to welcome Tess down into the water. And also Hugh, Tess's dad, to come on up and he's got a Bible verse to share for Tess. All right, um, Tess, uh, the verse I've chosen for you is um, what the Apostle Paul prayed for the Philippian churches. And so I'm just going to read a little bit of what he prayed. He says, every time I think of you, I thank my God. And whenever I mention you in my prayers, it makes me happy. This is because you have taken part with me in the spreading of the good news. You know, from the first day you heard it. God is the one who began this good work in you. And I'm certain that he won't stop before it is complete on the day that Christ Jesus returns. You have a special place in my heart, so it's only natural for me to feel this way. And I'll just stop there. But the verse I want you to... um, Take with you that God is the one who began this good work in you, you know, and he will continue it on, never giving up and complete and reach the goal that he has for you in your life um, uh, on the day of Christ Jesus when he comes. So when you're feeling low, when you're feeling like um, perhaps you're not worthy or whatever, remember God loves you, he's, like we heard this morning, he's for you and um, he'll never let you go and we can always come to him. And so never give up, keeping on with Jesus. Thank you. Not entirely sure how keen Tess is to share a word, but just before I was thinking about um, my lovely wife and one from my perspective, she has been such a big teaching point for me of what God's love looks like the grace she has shown me in our marriage and even before when we knew each other is just phenomenal. Um, But I just want that to sit from my experience of Tess, knowing that she is a child of God um, and her testimony in Christ is just beautiful and is always encouraging. So that's just, yeah, great to see this. So did you have anything? Um, so, on that, as you know, Tess is here, she's in the baptismal pool, so we understand there's obviously a bit of a declaration of faith that she is present here right now, 
Um, but I would like to ask you, Tess, um, again, do you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that He died to save you from your sin, that He was raised again to victorious life by His Father, signifying victory over sin and death, and do you confess Jesus as your Lord and Saviour? Excellent. this declaration of your faith, I now baptise you in the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. So on that, um, our seventh baptisee would like to be baptised by Tess, so I'm going to leave it to her for a bit. And we'll be back. So it turns out I do have to talk. Um, (laughs) So I've had the privilege of knowing Hannah for the last two years, um, both as a work colleague and as a friend, and now as a young adult in our young adults group. Um, And obviously the topic of baptism has come up over the last couple of weeks. And she has made the decision this last week that this is something that she feels like Jesus would like her to do too. So welcome, Hannah. Um, So Hannah, um, obviously being here today and by your willingness to be baptised, Um, I'm just going to ask you, do you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God? That he died to save you from your sins? Um, That he was raised again to victorious life by his Father, signifying victory over sin and death? And do you confess Jesus as your own Lord and Saviour? Beautiful. So on the confession of your faith, I now baptise you in the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. Hang on. So next up, we have Andy. Um, I'm going to throw you in again. Um, I've had the pleasure of knowing Andy for a year now. It's been a short but fast 12 months. I suppose that's given. Um, But it's been been great to get to know Andy over that time and just really see his heart for God. Um, He's inspired me many times, um, helped me a lot in my role as well, and he's just a great young guy who loves God. Um, but I'll give the mic to you. You can yep. continue on there. Where's the sheet of paper? My bad. Thank you. Uh, growing up, I went to church and believed in God, but for the last two years, my family and I had gone through some very hard times, and it has been during those times where I really felt God's presence in my life. I really felt the Holy Spirit speak to me when I read the passage that King da- uh, sorry, that David wrote in Psalm 142, while he was in the cave hiding from King Saul. Lord, I cry to you for help. You, Lord, are my protector. You are all I want in this life. Listen to my cry for help, for I am sunk in despair. Save me from my enemies, they are too strong for me. Set me free from my distress, then in the assembly of your people I will praise you because of your goodness to me. 
So again, I'll just ask, um, do you take Jesus, or do you believe Jesus is the Son of God? Yes. You take him to be your Lord and Saviour? Yes. And do you believe that he died and rose again according to the Scriptures? Yes. Excellent. So, on confession of your faith, I now baptise you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I might pray for you quickly. I'd just like to take a quick moment just to pray for Andy as well. Um, is anyone his way? Dear Lord, we thank you for Andy, we thank you for the journey he's on um, and for this moment, um, and also for Hannah and Tess as well, for their, this, this awesome moment, Lord, where they're giving their lives to you in a public way and sharing their testimonies of, of what it is you've been doing in their life. So we thank you for them, and we just pray for your hand of protection over them as they go out from today. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thanks, Andy. Thank you. And next up we have Amelia. Well, just another brief intro while Amelia comes down. I've only known Amelia again for a year, um, but just, again, heart on fire for God. Always rocks up to youth group on a Friday night, happy, ready to go, but with an attitude of welcomeness. Um, and I suppose the way I think about it, it's just a real culture setter. She, she loves people and it shows, and that's just a real testament of Christ living through her. Did you have anything to say? No. Okay. <laughs> um, again... Amelia, I'd just like to ask you, um, do you believe Jesus is the Son of God? Yes. Do you believe he died and rose again? Yes. According to the scriptures? <laughs> um, and that he is your Lord and Saviour? Yes. Excellent. On the confession of your faith, I now baptise you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I'll just quickly pray for Amelia and we'll move on. Dear Lord, I thank you for Amelia as well. Thank you for her heart and I thank you for her um, yeah, commitment to you tonight. Um, and, and prior, Lord, we thank you just for you, for your presence and what you've done through Amelia's life as a testimony. And we thank you for her and we just pray again a blessing over her as she goes out from today. Um, to continue as a faithful servant of yours. In Jesus' name, amen. How good and amazing is this to have seven young adults, but also to have a full church, church family, to um, just come and support everyone here. That's just amazing. I was thinking, I know there's people from Kingsorpe here, from Kingaroy. I know um, Nathan's come from Western Australia and my son's here. He came from Canada last week. So it's just, to be here, it's just amazing. So I'd like to um, welcome Eve to come up. Eve's coming. She's our first from the second lot. So. Thank you. <laughs> Eve has grown up in our church as a child coming through Sunday school. And now loves coming to grade 13 group and she's a very good Sunday school teacher and is now a youth group leader as well. Um, our church has been blessed to have her and see her faith 
her love and her humility, and they are obvious to see for everyone that hangs around her. And we should be really proud of Eve, as she's the only one of 10% of youth that progress into church from childhood. So, well done, Eve. Um, well done to her family for supporting her, her Sunday school teachers and adults that have walked beside her, and also for Kelvin and Tess and the other Grade 13 group for helping her to belong this family. So, Eve, would you like to share anything this afternoon? So, um, I wasn't going to share anything until a couple hours ago, so... <laughs> bit rushed but um yeah I felt I've grown up in the church my whole life so I felt like there wasn't really a lot to tell but um yeah I really do feel like this is a statement of what God has done in my life and um I just wanted to share that I've struggled a lot with self-loathing and self-harm in the past and about a year or so ago I committed this to God and since then I haven't I've done it again, so I'm very, I'm very thankful for what God's done for me. Well done, Eve. Well done. Thank you for sharing that. Eve, my prayer for you today is John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave us his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have an everlasting life. Eve, God loves you so much. And my prayer is that you will know God's love personally, and deeply, I pray that you will know Jesus intimately as your Lord, Saviour and friend. Today is by faith that you've chosen to be baptised. And baptism represents being baptised into Christ, his death and resurrection. It represents new life, new hope and forgiveness of sins. Romans 10 verse 8 says, If you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Eve, is Jesus your Lord and Saviour? Yes. And do you believe Jesus died, was buried, and God raised him from the dead on the third day? Awesome. Just come over here a little bit. Right. Okay. I baptise you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Let's just pray. Father God, I, don't want to, I want to thank you for Eve, Lord. I want to thank you for her walk with you. I want to thank you that you never left her nor forsook her, Lord. And I do pray with the bottom of my heart, Lord, that you will, yeah, she will know how much you love her, Lord. We've seen it and we thank you that you've brought her out of her pit, Lord, and for what she shared today. But Lord, I just thank you for the person that she is. I thank you that you give her wisdom, Lord, and I've seen that with the stuff that she does in Sunday school, for sharing uh, with the kids that she teaches. And I know some of them are here today. Lord, I thank you that she belongs to a church family and that you have given her self-worth, Lord. So, Father, my blessing today is that she will know John 3.16. In Jesus' name, amen. Well done. Our next um, baptee, baptise, is Marcus. So today Marcus has been decided, has decided to be baptised. Come on down. So Marcus too has grown up in this church 
and I've had the privilege to be part of his walk through Sunday school and youth group. And now Marcus is a helper and leader in these and the younger boys really look up to him. Marcus is one of the 10% that go through childhood and follow their faith through to adulthood. The church family is a big part of this and this is statistic that if five people in church take an interest in a young person, know their name and see how they are, that that young person feels wanted and belongs to the church. Once again, well done who have walked to everyone who have walked beside Marcus in this church. So Marcus, how long have you been thinking about baptism? Too many years. Very long time. Yep, so you've been considering it deeply. Yep. But what led you to make this decision? We had a leaders meeting called Catapult a few weeks, maybe a month ago, and I had a very emotional connection to God's presence at that time. That really spurred me on to it. That's great. So, um, Marcus, today you've taken this step of faith to honour God by being baptised. Marcus, I just want to ask you, is Jesus Lord and Saviour of your life? Yes. And do you believe in your heart that Jesus died, was buried, and three days later God raised him from the dead? Yes. I now baptise you. I'll baptise you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Just want to pray for Marcus. Father God, I just want to thank you that Marcus is now a man of God, that you've been walking with him, leading him, guiding him and growing him, Lord, in this journey of faith. And I thank you that he's never been by himself, Lord, that there's always been people around him helping him and guiding him and just being there for him. Father, I just pray that you'll help Marcus to continue to be a man of integrity and a man with a soft heart ready to serve you. So, Father, I just thank you for what you've done in Marcus's life and I thank you for what you're going to do and I just pray your blessing upon him. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks, mate. Thanks, well done. Much. We've got one more, and I'd just like to call Meg. Thank you. Do you want to pop your book there? Awesome. So Meg has made the decision to get baptised as well, which is totally awesome. Meg's fairly new to our church, and it has been a privilege to get to know her. I just want to ask Meg a couple of questions. How long have you been a Christian? I was raised in a Christian home, so I always knew the whole Christian story but it really became my own faith when I turned 18. Great. And who first told you about Jesus and was there anyone special that helped you in your faith? My parents told me about Jesus first um, and I have a friend, Talia, who helped me in my journey. Great. And would you like to share something? Yep. Um, so I've wanted to get baptised for a while now because I think it's important to make a public declaration of my decision to follow Christ in all I do. Until now, I wasn't part of a church with a loving and encouraging community like there is here, and making the step to get baptised didn't feel right. But here I know that I'll be kept accountable and will be discipled along my spiritual journey. As some of you would know, things haven't been the easiest with my family, so I've been trying to focus on the fact that God loves me for who I am, despite my flaws and failings. This has led me to where we are today. Well done, Meg.
Meg is getting married in four months, so that's really exciting. And Meg, in 120 days, you'll be walking down this very aisle in a beautiful white dress. Today, you are getting baptised in Jesus' name. You belong to him. Your past will be just that, the past. You will be washed cleaner and whiter than your wedding dress. And all your sins will be forgiven and forgotten. You only have a future in Jesus and he gives you life so that you may have it to the full. Meg, is Jesus your Lord and Saviour? Do you believe Jesus died, was buried and God raised him from the dead three days later? I now baptise you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Let's just pray. Father God, I just want to thank you for Meg. I want to thank you for the person that she is. I want to thank you that she has chosen to step out in faith today and be baptised for you. Father, I thank you that you are Meg's hope and her future. I pray that you will help her to live life to the full and may you always just help her to keep her eyes on you. Father, I just pray your richest blessings on Meg. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. I just wanted to share tonight just a, uh, a part of my testimony. And uh, this reflects the truth in the words that we've just been seeing in a very practical way. I face tomorrow because he lives. I'm only here because he lives. And so I was brought up on a farm some three and a half hours from the coast. That's the old farmhouse. It's no longer there. Um, It was actually moved down to the coast and uh, somebody's living in it now down at Ocean Grove. So this is down in Victoria. You can see the, uh, <clears throat> the dirt. This is just in the Mallee. It's very dry country and uh, sandy country. It's not quite sand where we were, but pretty close. And uh, so that was, that was where I grew up. Um, but again, three and a half hours from the coast... We'd learnt to swim in the dam. You can't see the dam there. But uh, we'd learnt to swim in the dam and we were all pretty proficient in swimming. Um, I was brought up in a Christian family, being the seventh of eight. A mile down the road was the, uh, the little Baptist church and a, uh, in the corner of a paddock. stood there on its own and... Uh, that's where I went to church. All my brothers and sisters were Christians. We all tried to live for Jesus. I can't remember the time when I first made a decision to follow Jesus. Um, it's as though I simply grew into faith in God because I was the seventh of eight and, uh, and we were a committed Christian family. At the age of about 13, however, I did make a recommitment to the Lord. This was the result of a head-on car crash on a dirt road, top of the hill, right on sunset. Now, that's not the dirt road itself, but it's very 
similar <coughs> to the dirt road. Um, there was only one track over the road. I don't know about any of you, but have, have you ever had a premonition? You, you just sense that something's going to happen, and it does. That's happened to me twice. Um, once when I was about eight, and I was, I was nearly going to put a, a black slide there um, because <clears throat> we were driving home. There was just three of us in, in the car in the XY Falcon, and uh, Mum was driving. I was sitting in the back, and the lights back then, 1972, um, weren't real good on the car, and I had this premonition. There's a black cow in the road. I'm sure there's a black cow up on the road. I didn't say anything, and sure enough, there was a black cow right there in the middle of the road, and we hit it. The second time that this premonition occurred was this particular occasion. It was sunset. We're coming up on, over the top of this sand dune, basically, and I had a premonition. I just thought, there's another car coming up the other side. And I didn't say anything. And we met at the top, head-on car collision. I was in the front, front seat passenger, not wearing a seat belt. Um, again, this is nearly 50 years ago. We didn't have to wear seat belts back then. A younger lad in the other car was thrown straight through their windscreen. Now, their windscreen, again, back in these, these days, that particular car didn't have a laminated windscreen. And so it just shattered and he went straight through the windscreen out in front of, on the bottom. Um, he had quite significant injuries and was taken to hospital. The car I was in had a laminated windscreen. Now remember, I wasn't wearing a seatbelt. That night, I was sitting there, it was actually a youth camp, <clears throat> and the youth leader who was driving that car didn't understand what, what had occurred, why God had allowed this to happen. But that night, as I was sitting there around the campfire, my nose was really sore. And I realised that my nose had hit the windscreen. Now, I don't want to be too graphic, but you imagine a head going through a laminated windscreen. Many people have lost their lives. And I realised God could have called me home that night. Had he chosen to, I don't know whether the premonition meant that I purposefully, and I did, I had my arms up on the dashboard. Still my nose hit the windscreen. So I recommitted my life to the Lord that night. Now move forward some 14 years. It's January 1990. I was 27 years old, had been married for three years. Kylie, my wife, was pregnant with our first child, Melanie. And Kylie and I had gone down to the coast where my parents had retired. My mum... Younger sister Julie, Kylie and I went to the nearby unpatrolled, quiet beach of Colandina for a swim. And this is that beach. It's unpatrolled, it's very quiet, 
<clears throat> there were virtually no people around. Everybody goes to Ocean Grove Beach to swim. So we went down for a swim. Mum and Kylie were on the beach reading books. Julie and I went in for a swim. The current was dragging us down to the left and so I kept myself pretty much in line with Mum and Julie, sorry, Kylie, on the, on the beach. Julie, however, had gone down probably 50 metres further down. After some time I thought, I've, I've had enough of this, I'll, I'll go in, but I better go down and let Julie know that I'm, I'm going in. So I went down only to discover that I too now was caught in a rip. And we weren't used to the beach and we didn't know what to do. And I thought that Julie may need just a little bit of moral support. We're, we're reasonable swimmers, so, OK, come on, sis, we're going to swim in. So we swam and swam and swam until we could just touch the bottom, but we couldn't hold ourselves. It was just dragging us back again. So we had to just keep treading water. The worst thing about it was that the waves were breaking a little bit further out and the wash would come over you. And so <clears throat> as the wave broke, the wash comes over, you're underwater, you come up, you take a few breaths and then the next wash is there. And this just kept going on and on and on. It was indeed truly exhausting there were a couple of surfers who were up past Mum and Julie. Sorry, Kylie. <laughs> they were further up and they're surfing quite quite happily, um, probably 100 metres, 150 metres from where we were. So we raised our hands and we're calling for help and doing all that we can. Unbeknown to each other, we're both praying Lord, you're the only one who can save us. We don't know how to get out of here. Um, Kylie was unaware. She's reading a book. Mum's fallen asleep, which Mum used to do when she was reading a book. Nobody else was on the beach. I honestly thought that we're both going to drown. We both did survive and Julie told me later that she saw a vision. In her mind's eye she saw two bodies washed up on the shore. I think that's how close it was, particularly for Julie. She'd been down there for quite some time. And so how did we survive? Well, as we struggled, I didn't know, I didn't want to leave Julie, but I didn't know what I was going to do if she went under anyway. And so I thought, well, I'll go out a bit further. I'll go out deeper. And hopefully somebody will see. Hopefully the surfers down there will get the hint that we are really in trouble. So I kept looking around, kept looking out to the deep, kept looking everywhere, looking for help. There was nobody. And then all of a sudden, 
I look just out to the deep and there's a young girl of about 13 years old on a, on a long board. I estimate she was about 13. And she's wearing a fluorescent orange wetsuit. And she says, do you want the board? Uh, dumb question. <laughs> you bet. So she got off, I climbed on and I went straight to Julie and Julie just clung onto that board for quite some time before she had the strength to, to sort of pull herself up. As I... Sorry, the board was so long that we could both lie on it. There was, there was no trouble in terms of... Um, getting in each other's road. But as I began to paddle in, Julie's too exhausted, this girl swam in behind us and you could physically feel the board launching with every stroke when she pushed that board. Now, we couldn't swim in. She could. And whoosh. We'd been saved. We collapsed on the sand. We lay there recovering for quite some time. I looked around and the girl's gone. She's nowhere to be seen. Kylie and Mum didn't see her. They were oblivious to the whole thing, actually. Weren't aware of anything. After all, I went to the two guys who were surfing. I went down to them and I asked them, had they seen her? Did they know her? because I wanted to, to let her know that she had literally saved our lives. They hadn't seen her, nor had they seen anyone like her, and yet they surfed there all the time. They also said, nobody uses those long boards anymore. I think they're coming back into fashion now. But back then... And back there in, down in Victoria, nobody used those long boards. How could they not have seen her? Fluorescent orange wetsuit, young girl. Things just didn't add up. The next morning in my quiet time, I took my Bible and it literally fell open to Psalm 91 and I want to read from Psalm, uh, verse 9. And these words confirm the presence and the power of God. If you say the Lord is my refuge and you make the most high your dwelling, no harm will overtake you. No disaster will come near your tent. For he will command his angels concerning you to guard you. They say when you get older, you get emotional. (laughs) It still gets me. He will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. God answered our prayers and he sent an angel to deliver us. I'm convinced of that. 
neither of us dashed a foot against a stone. Is the Lord your refuge? Is the Lord your refuge? Have you made the Most High your dwelling? The psalm goes on. Because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him. I will protect him. I will protect her. I will protect them, for they acknowledge my name. They will call on me and I will answer them. I will be with them in trouble. I will deliver them and honour them. With long life I will satisfy them and show them my salvation. There are things that happen in life that God allows that test our faith, that test whether we're going to call on him or not. God allows things like that to happen and he says, are you really going to call on me? Is the Lord your refuge? Is the Lord the one that you love, the one that you acknowledge, the one that you trust, the one that you will call to, the one that you will call upon? As we called out to God, he heard our cry and he delivered us. He sent an angel to save us. But if you don't make the most high your dwelling, then you may may not know his salvation. You know, the Lord could take you at any moment. Are you ready? Are you ready to respond to him? So I want to encourage you, if you haven't made a decision to follow Jesus Christ and you sense the Lord's prompting, then don't put him off. Don't put him off. If the Holy Spirit is prompting you, then respond to him. So we're going to uh, close our service with a song. I'm going to let, just hand it back over to Nathan. Thanks, mate.